Black Girl Known promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey, y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Known podcast. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being real goofy right now. How are you though? Oh, I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm full. I li- I'm full too. I yeah. mean, obviously, we just had like a whole entire experience with a uh, a guest. Yes. We're not going to reveal the name just yet. <laughs> but when you hear this episode, you're gonna your your edges will be snatched. They'll already be gone. Exactly. exactly. Zero edges to be had. Yes. Oh, but on the real, y'all, we have only a few more episodes of season three left. Oh my god. So you know, just. Relish in it. It has been flying by. It's been so much (laughs) happening. Like, just when do we even start? Back October? Yeah, I think so. Yep. And now it's February. Oh my God, time is flying. It's just been a lot, y'all. We've been flying all over the place, working on massive projects, glowing up on the real. It's been amazing. 2018. I know. Just full of full of blessings and full of highs. I'm I I'm here for it. I did want to share something on behalf of our amazing editorial team, Chelsea and Dro, that those of y'all who also have something to share and yes. want to share it through the through our platform, Ohm is our online publication where we share wisdom and information about mind, body, soul, and space cultivation. Mm-hmm. And if you have something on your mind or on your heart that you want to share with our global community, Please get in touch. Um, all you have to do is send a little pitch their way, share what you want to talk about, what you want to share, and just hit them up at editor at blackgirlinohm.com. Bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's rolling in mission. So if you hear this a year from now, still email us at exactly. editor at blackgirlinohm.com. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But let's get into it. We have another amazing, phenomenal guest today. Who is hilarious. She is hilarious. She keeps it all the way real. Our girl, Yamina Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my voice is trash. So, yeah. And now, somebody, now somebody's ringing my doorbell. But it's not getting answered today. So You know what? Yeah. All of these are the joys of podcasting. <laughs> right. I'm just like, there was no noise. Girl. And now my doorbell's ringing. Like, that's so cute. It's <laughs> all good. It's all good. We're going like, to keep it rolling. You know. They can come back. It's fine. (laughs) So let's just get right into it. I love, I'm just going to like pick on you and read your, read a little bit of your bio because I just feel like it illuminates you (laughs) in so many ways. True. (laughs) So you have a platform called Spicy Mayo, which is so funny. Girl, I was looking up your blog earlier and a lot of people are really into Spicy Mayo. And I was like, but where's Yamina? And then I found you and I was like, good. Okay. Where did that name even come from? It literally came from me, like, eating a lot of spicy mayo. It was, like, one summer. I was, like, working at this retail store, and the coworkers, like, all the black girl coworkers, after would go to, like, this burger joint on, like, the Lower East Side, and they have bomb cheese fries. 
And so I would put mad spicy mayo on my cheese fries. And around that time, I was like writing my blog, but I didn't have a name for it yet. I was going to name it Main Teas. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I was going to name it Main Teas. M-A-N-E Teas. And, um, ah. right. And then I was like, nope, I want it to be about me. And I want it to be about like what I'm going through and stuff like that and I also want to like I'm so tired of talking about like my hair and stuff and that being like the only reason that people reach out to me because like black women are so much more than just like Mm -hmm. their hair or like the natural hair movement that's going on like I went natural because I was not trying to be in a salon like I was just tired of like wasting my 15 year old Saturdays at a beauty salon yeah I feel you but right and so for me going to the burger joint, the guy across the counter who would like serve me my fries would be like, "All right, spicy mayo," and then like slide That's me the bottle. That's hilarious. Oh, and so I, I was like, "Okay." Origin. And my last name is Mayo, so I was like, "I'm spicy." Wait, did you tell him that he huh? basically gave you your name? Did you tell no, him? No, because I don't need him trying to like come back ten years from now when I'm, I'm popping. Like, girl, trying to get some coins. Give me my you money. Know, to get <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I'm I love not it. trying to have that. Oh, yes, so. Sometimes I think about changing it, and then people are like, oh, my God, I love your name. So I'm like, okay, it's I'll so keep quirky. it. Just it's so quirky. It's so cute, keep it just like now. you. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm just like, and I feel like. that story is adorable. Right. So I'm like, and it's in the summertime, which is, like, my favorite season. And it's, like, it involves cheese fries. So I have to keep it. True. <laughs> I have to. True. <laughs> I have to. But I love uh, what you share your, your blog is about. I'm just going to share it. So... Yamina Mayo started Spicy Mayo in the summer of 2015. Her mother, growing tired of phone calls, bombarded with rants, suggested she start the blog to document her likes, dislikes, and progression as a writer. Spicy Mayo is a curation of Yamina Mayo, her daily musings, outings, and infatuations. And you know what I love? You basically are like, guess what? I'm just like myself, and I'm sharing what I like, what I don't like, Mm -hmm. and what I'm obsessed with. And like, that's it. And so many people (laughs) that I talk to are like, ooh, I want to start a platform, or ooh, I want to start a brand, but I don't know what to do, or I feel like it's already being done. And I'm, you know, I think this idea of just, like, looking at your own daily life as a source of inspiration, and that's literally enough. Yep. And you just keep it real. Like I said in the beginning, like, you keep it real. So thank you for just being you. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. we love you. Oh, my God. Stop. Like, I'm pretty sure this is how Oprah felt. you need to stop, because I am done. Ooh, but let's talk about Oprah. Yes. Like, Oprah, okay. snatched. I tell this story all the time. So, you know the podcast Making Oprah? Yes. Yes. There were like a series and it was too short and I want more. Girl, I stood in the middle of Trader Joe's wine shop and cried while I listened to Like, I was picking out bottles of Merlot. Like, my God. Like, this girl is just like everything. She is. Like, I was like tears were streaming like as I went to pay for my wine. I'm like, like, I was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to Oprah. Like, it's fine, though. Girl, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) Getting the bottles of Merlot just so you can drink it later while re-listening to the episodes. Like, yes. (laughs) I celebrated her birthday with a bubble bath because she takes bubble baths. Like, I am weak. Yes. (laughs) Like, get at me. (laughs) That's real, though. But, yeah, I feel like it's... When I started my blog, I feel like... I even still to this day feel like I don't have like a huge direction for what I'm going for, but I don't feel like it's actually needed exactly. today. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like you need to have like a staunch direction because like the, your life changes like so quickly. So like say something happens to you and then you no longer identify with like what you say your thing is or your right. quote unquote 
brand is. But, like, with the platform I think I have, I can go in whatever direction I want to go in. I like, I can that. talk about fashion one day and then politics the next day. And whoever follows me won't be like, oh, okay, what is what? she doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that's my thing. I'm like, fashion, politics, blackness, all combined, food. Like, that's, like, my thing. If no, I love I that. I get a, a lot of women ask me about, like, oh, you know, do I have to particularly, like, talk about one thing or highlight one thing or be known for one thing? I'm like, girl, no, just do you. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, it, and you do that so beautifully, so gracefully. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Thank you. You are hilarious. I be out here trying. Yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> I just be mad. And, like, the only way to, like, transform the anger of politics today is to, like, literally write an Instagram story rant that's like 15 stories long yes and then somebody's like oh my gosh I was thinking the same thing and I'm like okay cool I'm not crazy I'm not alone I'm not like too radical to like live in the world like I'm okay mm-hmm. girl I mm-hmm. love your Instagram stories they're great oh my gosh like they got me fired it's just you like, and like your oh, cute ooh, that's what happened okay <laughs> like all I so see is cute. your freckles and all is all is right with the world you know, like, I'd be trying. So but. when we uh, asked you to be on the show, you said that you wanted to talk about a topic that we love to talk about, too, and we haven't really intentionally talked about it on the show. So let's just get into that. Okay. The beauty of listening to ourselves. Yes. So what brought you to this, you know, this practice? Um. So, like, last year I was working – a tumultuous job like I was literally working I had two terrible jobs last year like one I knew was terrible and then the other one disguised itself as great and then Mm. revealed itself as terrible Mm -hmm. don't you love those I love (laughs) those and um towards like the end of like 2017 I remember I was just like out here just like really threatening people for my freelance money because I was like I had a whole bunch of money like stocked up and XYZ, and then I ended up getting suspended from work. And I like, I ended up getting suspended from work. And then, like, that night, I got a whole bunch of emails like, oh, your money is ready, blah, blah, blah. So I could go pick up all my money the next day. And so I'm at the train station crying to my mom, like, oh my God, like, they suspended me. Like, what am I gonna do? And then I brought up the fact, like, oh, I can I have to go pick up all my checks tomorrow. And my mom was like, girl, like, if you don't listen to the universe right now, like, I had money that was owed to me like five months. Like, it was five months owed to me. But then it all got stockpiled into right now when I actually needed it. Mm -hmm. Like, had I gotten the money before, like, when it was due to me, I probably would have spent it at, like, a sample sale or, like, on some (laughs) shoes I didn't need or at Zara's, like, biannual sale, which I always (laughs) do anyway. I definitely need to make a trip there, but go ahead. Girl. Girl. We're going to talk after. (laughs) But um, my mom was like, girl, the universe is like literally like saving you right now. Like it's telling you you can work for yourself so you don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to like sit here and like beg these people for a job like you're better than that like I would she was like I would rather pay your rent than have you go back here and, if that's and not have you like beg these people mm-hmm. for a job like you don't need to do that like and so after I got suspended and I went to go pick up my checks literally after I picked up my last check I went to go visit a friend who it was her last day at like Condé Nast and then I was getting like other emails about products that people wanted me to work on and so 
like basically I had a couple months rent and then some more rent money coming after like literally a day after I got suspended. So I was really in no Girl. rush yeah. to be going back to that job anyways. And the only time that I really like when I was let go, <laughs> I was like I was going back and forth. I told them I wanted to be back on the schedule and I was like really ashamed of myself for like saying, oh, I want to be back on the schedule when I knew that like I wouldn't have loyalty. Yeah, like, it wasn't for me, and I wouldn't have had the sense of loyalty to the job. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the day, a couple days after, um, like, they asked me to come in. And the main reason I was flip-flopping was because I was like, I want to check. Like, I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to put some money aside, X, Y, Z. And when I went in, I was let go, but then they gave me severance, which usually doesn't happen when you're let go of a job. Like, they usually don't give you severance pay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only if you're, like, laid off. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, okay, like, I have rent, like, in the amount of money that they gave me was rent money. Like, it was the the cost of my rent. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I literally walked out the office building, like, laughing. Because then, like, <laughs> like, and the last question I asked was like, okay, well, so this be direct deposit or I'll be getting this in a check. I... Like, and I looked at everybody. And my mom was like, they freaking hate you. Like, they, but then, like, a few days later, I was in LA and I had money and I would paid my rent. And I was, like, basically living my best life. I was, like, at Girl, this also, remember hotel. the conversation we had? I exactly, love like your mom, girl. You were just getting people left and right speaking over your life about what you really yeah, need about to focus like, on. About working for myself, and so basically, I was in LA, and I was like, all these things were like coming up. Like, girl, you could live out here. You could be a bi-coastal like worker. Like, you could mm -hmm. literally do this because the before I even went out there, an agency had reached out to me like, oh, we want to like work with you, but they're based in LA, and they reached out two days before I got to L.A., not knowing Girl. that I was going to L.A. because I wasn't really posting about it. But they felt the Girl. energy. They felt the right. vibe. That's wow. all so, divine timing. Like, exactly. And so... Like, just, like, being in L.A., I was just, like, all these things were, like, coming up. Like, girl, you could work for yourself. I was feeling, like, so empowered because, like, the job that I had lost, I was, like, stressing about it because that job came with, like, a certain amount of clout in New York. And mm. New York City's, like, all about clout. And, of like, oh, who are you associated with? And I felt like if I angered those people, then they would say, like, bad things about me to, like, these companies I want to work with because who knows if they have that kind of power. Right. Like, And then eventually I was like, like, the thing that I always repeat to myself whenever I get scared is, like, what's for you is for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, and so in order to, like, so I've been really having to listen to myself with that. Like, you can't stress about stress out about things and pray about it. Because if you yep. pray about it, then <laughs> the you're life. worrying about it. It kind exactly. of, like, voids Two out the prayer. Two completely different energies. Yeah. So it's, like, li like literally paying my rent, didn't know, like, how I was going to buy groceries. Then I get an email this morning, like, oh, your check is in the mail from this last project. And then I have two more checks coming from freelance jobs that I'm doing now. So it's like, you can you set up, honey. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, and I'm making more money now than I was at this job. Yeah. I was going to call it a raggedy job, which is why I kind of, like, slurred a little bit. So Likes. there's so much here to unpack, right? Like, right. That on was the a one lot, hand. Sorry. It's um, <laughs> that's great, though. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying we're going we're going deeper, so we're not done. Right. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm on the one now. hand, <laughs> it's um, about um, really 
knowing that when you are having um, intuitive discernment, so like your mm-hmm. spirit is talking, and in, in your case, it was like, I should probably transition out of this job that's not serving me. That's not serving mm-hmm. my creativity. That's not serving my spirit. That's not setting me up in a way that I can thrive. Um, and then listening to it and acting on it, even when you don't necessarily see things in the material world that are going to set you up, right? So, right. like, you didn't know that all those checks were going to come. You didn't know right. that. I was literally um, threatening people. Like, I will right. come up there right. and get my check. Like, yep. you have to do that. But Yeah. <laughs> and then also the fact that you said that once you did make that decision and you left, then other situation started to respond in support of you too Mm -hmm. so like the fact that like the people in LA didn't even know that you were going there but something was like set into motion once you left that toxic environment Mm -hmm. to be able to support your new journey and so like you know could you talk more about like how that felt and how that continues to feel right now um well I was still kind of like in this like depressive state when I left like, I was kind of, like, depressed because I was, like, I'm so used to, like, that job made me really used to being busy. And I equated busy with, like, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I wasn't really so much doing stuff as I was setting myself up to do things. So, like, in that job, I was fortifying, like, really great relationships with black women, which is, like, my jam. Like, I am yeah. bomb at that. Like, I'm really good at that. But I feel like that job was really meant to show me, like, oh, you're really great at fortifying relationships. You're really great at building community. Um, and before I left, like, I was supposed to, like, take, like, this other job, like, with the promotion and, like, health insurance, which is rare and, like, all this stuff. And it was just, like, something in my spirit like even like two weeks before I left was just like girl do you really want to work here like do you really want to do this like I hadn't even sent in like a resume and the thing had gone up like three weeks three weeks prior to me being suspended I just had never sent it in like I was like oh I'm busy oh I'm this oh I'm that and um like basically I feel like the job was meant to show me what I'm capable of yes. not mm-hmm. what I was what supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yes. oh, you're capable of doing this, but you but you're using these other systems to show you that you can do it. Yeah. When you have everything you need all like you have yes. everything you've always needed all along. Right. Yes. So like I'm totally capable like now I see oh I'm totally capable of building relationships. I'm totally capable of reaching out to complete strangers and like like creating relationships with them and inviting them out and getting to know them so why don't you just do that for yourself and own that instead of trying to like do that in these white spaces mm-hmm. where they're only gonna end up you trying to use your clout of to course. show like oh we have like diversity oh we have this yep. oh we have that so tokenizing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically but i'm sleep though <laughs> I keep no. telling people like on my tombstone just put but I'm sleep though and then like <laughs> but what I'm you like, speak to me. is like I don't even want to say sadly because in some ways it's so it's like, like these, Im- these experiences wake us up and then cause yeah. us to switch switch up you know yeah. in ways that better serve us but like what you went through is not unique. I went through a similar thing, um, mm-hmm. not in the same way, but in working in a white space, 
literally being surrounded by people who I know just hated me for the fact that I was a black woman who was confident. And mm-hmm. that channeled me to the very path that I'm on right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I know that this is a conversation that like many of our listeners, most of which are black women, are gonna get all the life from. So now that you're like on this new journey, stepping deeper into your purpose, like what are you doing to like take care of yourself? You know, probably still shaking off. You said you were depressed after the job, like probably still shaking off some of that like toxic energy and that like the the slump that it caused you to be in for a little moment. Yeah, like I feel like when I like when I was let go, like not even when I left, because I was really fl- I was really flip flopping back and forth, and I was calling my mom and like, oh, what should I like? I'm thinking about going back, and she was like, it wouldn't be my black ass, but okay, like I'm gonna let you <laughs> I love do. your mom. Like literally, she's so ratchet. But I feel like I was letting their opinion of me affect my opinion of me. Like, oh, yeah. like, I'm this bad person. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like. I said something wrong, blah, blah, blah. But, like, all I did was speak truth to power, I felt like. And in most cases, like, if whenever, if you're saying stuff and you're not being met with, like, a combative response as a black woman in America, you're probably not saying the right thing. Like, so it's like, you can say, like, you can tiptoe around the issue, but that's not my thing because I hate when people tiptoe around issues. And so I was saying, if I need to shrink myself in order to be accepted in this space, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yes. And I don't feel like I should do that. Thank and it wasn't you. directed at anybody, but apparently it was taken as so. And then, like, I let that affect my, like, it, I let that affect my self-esteem. Yeah. I let what they projected onto me about themselves affect my self-esteem mm-hmm. because... I didn't do anything wrong. And the thing, the same thing kept happening. Like, my mom was, like, reminding me, oh, you didn't do anything wrong. Lauren was reminding me, you didn't do anything wrong. But I still felt as though I had because with punishment, you're going to think you did something wrong. Yeah, But it actually wasn't a punishment. Like, it was actually something that really freed me. Because now I'm sitting here doing this podcast. I was in L.A. (laughs) for free last a couple weeks ago i was staying at like one of the greatest hotels literally down the street from like my dream hotel i was like envisioning everything that i've ever really wanted like yes. walking down the street which was is super weird in la but walking down the street and i'm like looking up in the chateau marmont's like right there and i'm like girl i wow. could totally be there like next year like yeah i'm gonna be out here next year maybe with like a little like rental apartment or whatever but yeah. I'm just like I'm just letting this situation let me envision things for myself. So whenever like those negative feelings come back like, oh well you're unemployed and blah blah like but I'm actually not. I'm yep. just working for myself. Mm-hmm. Shaping which is your new super, reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exploring so I, like, the unlimited possibilities of what it's exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. And so like whenever those like negative like thoughts try to like flood or like come in, I'm just like I have to like I have to like consciously like stop what Actively, I'm doing, yes. think and just like sit there and like thinking about back about all the things that have come out of me leaving this space. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you were let go, but then you also got this, and this check is way bigger than the check that you were getting with two weeks of work here, and Girl. you're working one day and making this much, and you're working six days a week and making this much, and your so, sanity like, and your self esteem yeah. and your spirit. Girl, and I can go, go out of a situation. It's low key the uh, the litest thing ever. Like I totally vouch for unemployment, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
like technical unemployment is lit like literal unemployment is scary but it's still kind of lit like the first three days it's kind of shaky but but being let go of uh, like situations or people sometimes could be like god trying to liberate you or free you from a situation that yeah. you should be in you know and i'm happy that you you did see like uh something good about like what you were able to learn in that mm-hmm. in those white spaces like you said you know you learned that you could fortify relationships and build community or whatever so even though it was a terrible situation there was still something beautiful that came out of it you know what i'm yeah. saying and so now you can use those skills to like create your own magic with like women who look like you popping mm-hmm. glowing living living their best lives so that's awesome yeah that's definitely something i want to do this year um and like i have so many people who are like emailing me and texting me from like my old job like girl like do this like I will totally hop on board like let's like hit the ground running this year blah 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 and like that's also encouraging because then I also it also reaffirms like girl you did nothing wrong you did Mm -hmm. everything you were supposed to do like these people are reaching out to you asking oh where are you blah 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 I don't tell them the situation I'm like oh yeah like I'm working for myself now um but I just feel like this whole thing really has shown me how to like not let negative thoughts or like negative perceptions really affect how you think about yourself yeah like because you can't because you're not going to be liked by everybody yep especially if you're a black woman in america you're not going to be liked by everybody you could be the sweetest person on earth you could literally liberate everybody and somebody's still gonna have a problem with you so (laughs) yeah it's like you have to become comfortable in yourself in your own voice in order to do anything Mm -hmm. like whether it's for yourself whether it's for other people especially if it's for other people you have to become comfortable with like one sitting still sitting in silence and also just like becoming comfortable and speaking out speaking truth to power speaking truth to yourself like what what is like my role in all of this like what is what are the great things about myself Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like I'm like kind of halfway. No, it makes sense. Girl, like I'm <laughs> okay, over here. Oh Dion knows a lot of experiences I've um, gone through over the past few months. Um, what you said about being a black woman in America and you could be the sweetest, kindest, most, you know, looking out for everybody person. And it doesn't right. matter because racism and because yeah. sexism and mm-hmm. because of the intersection of both of those things, you know, right. no matter where we are, I... Um, I've been really looking forward to this conversation to kind of just like share some of my experiences because I feel like um, the more that you are quote unquote in the glow up, the more that people mm-hmm. oftentimes are just like, oh, this person does not have issues or challenges or face this, that, and the third. It's like, actually, right. I think it in, in some ways can become more intense and also insidious because it's like the way that it manifests and the way that the resistance to you manifests just mm-hmm. switches forms. It doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Talking about Oprah again, like we all remember several years ago when, you know, it was it came out that like Oprah was shopping at like oh, yeah. some super elite like jewelry store oh. in Europe. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Man, you can't be here. And it's like, do you right. know who this multi billion dollar black woman ridiculous. is? <laughs> right. She was trying to buy a Birkin bag. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like forty six hundred like at least forty six hundred dollars. Like before it really like the price really spiked. Like, she was buying it before it was, like, really even popping, popping, popping. But then they told her that she can't afford it 
and then the person got fired like but like who who tells Oprah that she can't afford something exactly like Oprah but can I literally mean, buy your family and have money left over like and it's what? so deeper than that one individual person though it's not who it's just like what and the what is systemic racism systemic like, sexism all these like various um, systems of oppression that are just so deeply ingrained literally into every institution even yeah. if the institution's like we're here for diversity we're here for women we're here for black people it's like are you really because these situations that we continue to face literally right. are opposing all of that language mm-hmm. right um yeah for me i i don't even it was like i think november or october Um, I previously was really involved with this community here in Chicago that's all about creatives, you know? Um, I was a part of leadership within this community. I was doing events and enjoyed bringing my people into that space to, you know, just relax, socialize, whatever. And I had a really, like, vile experience with an employee there, and it was the epitome of... Um, just someone who literally hates you for being a black woman, you know, Mm -hmm. like literally (laughs) nothing beyond this interaction could have, uh, nothing, nothing else could have explained the interaction that I had with this person. And so I ended up like, you know, documenting the whole experience, sending it in, literally got no response, ended up getting a response that was essentially telling me what I needed to do differently. And that showed me everything that I needed to see, you know? Right. Um, so I'm a really huge advocate. I have been for quite some time, but the more experiences that I continue to have in various ways, like, really make me uh, want to figure out ways to, like, support black women. Because sometimes what can happen if you don't, if you're not confident, right, or if you don't have a strong support network or a strong community of other black women who are just like, girl, nah, that yeah. wasn't you at yeah. all. <laughs> right. That was, guess what, racism. Again, striking again. Um, it can cause you to then feel shame, like you were speaking to before. It can cause you to get depressed. It can cause you to, like, forget all of the beautiful things that you are and that you embody. And so I'm actually working on a project. I still have to tell you details about it, but I'm working on a project right now that is speaking directly to this um, and focus more on the healing that can happen on the other end of the experiences because it's Mm -hmm. just like, literally, this isn't going to stop. Like, it's not going to stop. Which is why, like, these spaces are important. What was that? I was like, that's why these spaces are important. Like, just having, Mm -hmm. like, spaces where, like, black women can seek refuge, like, yeah. That is, like, super important. Even black people in general, but, like, we need that for black people in general, but black women especially, like, because in the words of Zerano Hurston, black women are, like, the mules of the earth. So, like, yeah. we need those places where we can, like, literally just let our hair down or organize or, like, speak, like, power to each other. Like, yeah. and, like, I don't really know what else I'm trying to, like speak power to one another and just like support each other mm-hmm. and yeah. just let people not know that questions. they're like not alone mm-hmm. right so yeah i'm waiting for these details girl <laughs> <laughs> like i'm ready i will be sharing yeah i'm like what are you even talking about i'm like what is this do i even know Ooh, you might like oh the project yeah. yeah i'm talking about the experience i was like no. girl you've heard about that yes you don't know either it's oh, like okay. very new oh, no i okay. asked her for details and she was like i can't tell you yet but i still said yes so i'm like st- i'm kind of scared <laughs> don't be she scared. was like do you want to do this and i was like yeah give me details she was like i can't i was like okay yes 
Like, I'll give you details. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I need these details pronto. <laughs> like, I'm so used to asking for details. I was like, details. She was like, I can't tell you. I was like, okay, well, I'm still in. So. <laughs> No, like, but this also speaks to something beautiful, which we we black women have always done, and you do it, Dion, you do it, Mina, I do it, which is creating beautiful things, meaningful things from like trauma and pain and suffering. Definitely, girl. We're girl. literally magicians yes, out here. Girl. Yes, I'm literally writing <clears throat> like an article about three women who are typically overlooked during Black History Month for, like, a platform right now. And I literally just, like... And I was listening to Lemonade while I was writing it. And I'm literally sitting here crying, writing about Fannie Lou Hamer. Like, my girl. Like, she's literally my sis. And, like, the read... Like, one of the main things... Excuse me. That pushed her to... Like, she was... She's part of the reason why, like, women today have, like, a platform to... <clears throat> run for public office she worked with SNCC she worked with like um the Freedom Democratic Party in Mississippi like she because the Democratic Party at the time was completely segregated mm-hmm. and like this was a woman with an eighth grade education who had who had been like forcibly sterilized when she went in for operation oh had no idea like they were going to give her a hysterectomy and because of that it really pushed her to write like to fight for like black women's rights and women's rights black rights and she really she was like a voting rights activist mind you this is mississippi like which is right. like one of like the staunchest girls like hotbeds of like segregation racism lynching Absolutely. everything it's like where Medgar Evers was killed, like, literally, like, that Mississippi, and it's a black woman with an eighth-grade education who worked as a sharecropper, who turned her pain into liberation for other people. So yes. literally talking That's about that, do, I'm man. like, black woman. girl, pop All day long, girl, create I'm magic like, girl, out of pain. Like, I was like, yo, we are literally, like, magic. Like Seriously. Literally, like this is just turning into a standing sesh. Like literally, sis. Like girl. Like we are literally <laughs> magic. We are everything. Like because like that's where like my strength come from. Comes from like I can literally be like down and out. Like oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I can literally think like, well, Gloria Richardson literally was this. Like she did all of this with mm-hmm. the little that she had. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that ancestral mm-hmm. lineage right. of like, strength and resiliency that all of us literally inherit. Because like, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. Exactly. Even with like the trauma that we inherit, we also inherit the strength Absolutely. of these people. Yes. And so we can't just focus completely on the trauma without focusing also on the strength. Like exactly. just like how we always talk about like how black history month doesn't start with slavery our history doesn't start with trauma like our history starts with we might not know what it starts with but i know for a fact that it doesn't start with this so yeah i'm i'm choosing to draw on strength this month amen it's beautiful that's beautiful oh my gosh guys you got me feeling like a poet yeah (laughs) (laughs) you are Oh my god. I love this. I love this. This is like pillow talk. It's like keeping it real. And no, I feel like this is like kind of different than your usual like podcast. I feel like we're just like literally talking. But you're different. Girl, you're that's different. us. Like, so maybe that's, that's amazing. Maybe that's our podcast though in catfish. general. 
It's always like, a conversation. Maybe because we catfish that time. Maybe because we <laughs> ate grits together. I don't know. Like... <laughs> Wait, you said what about catfish? Remember we went out for catfish that time? Oh my god, yes. That's when I and first met like, you. That right, was such and a like, cute Maybe night. that's why we're like just like chilling right now. I don't know. <laughs> we need to make like, that happen again. But in LA we, with the sun next time. Because no whole I'm over this cold. Right. And this vegan spot that I found. Thank God. Oh, you talking about it Urban? Was, what is it called? No, she texted it no. to me, but we went somewhere else. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's called Sage, though. It's oh, so Sage good. in LA? That's mm-hmm. what you're talking about? Oh, girl, that's my favorite place. It's so good. Yo, they got a... <laughs> the cauliflower buffalo wings. They have this jalapeno pancake thing. And the butter tastes real. So good. But it's no it's no jalapenos in it. It's just on top. But it's like corn. So good. It's almost like a hot water. I it's had almost that. like hot water I went there bread. with like 10 Girl, people and we all so shared all the dishes. So like I tried so many dishes at once. I felt so lucky. <laughs> like. My sister-in-law lives there. So I'm making a trip there. A Sappington. It's so good. My friend, my best friend eats there all the time because now she's like all vegan and stuff. That's amazing. And... It's- I was, like, real sus. I was giving everything the side eye. Like, I don't know what this is. And I tried it, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I can eat this. I was, like, asking for the recipe by the time I left. Because I was like, I know I'm not going to, like, be here for a few months. So, let me know. You are so funny. But back to this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, as you look uh, to the rest of 2018, what are the words and feelings that come to mind for you? How do you want to experience this year? Um, the rest of 2018, I'm thinking prosperity, financial stability, which is something I always aim for every single year. It's yours. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I really want to start planning events surrounding like black women's experiences. That's mm-hmm. something that I really, really want to do. Um, Because I was supposed to do one, but it kind of, like, something ended up happening, and it just didn't, like, end up coming to fruition. But I really, really, really want to start planning events surrounding Black women's experiences because I know that I'm great at bringing people together. So that's something that I really want to bring into real life and let it be, like, tangible. So prosperity, financial stability... Increase creativity mm-hmm. um, and just like working with different people. Like I would love to like continue working with the people that I've been working with because they're great. So and they pay well. pay. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the advice that you would give to any woman listening who is in a situation where she, you know, is facing resistance in her job? Her job is not serving her. And she is dreaming about, you know, an, another possibility in her life. Um, hmm. Advice for a woman who's... Okay, so I'm going to say what I said before is... People aren't going to like you all the time. Yeah. Like, if you feel like your job's not serving you, I personally would have liked to transition out of my job and find something else. 
but that's not what the universe wanted for me. So if you feel like, you know, you just can't work here anymore. I've literally, when I felt like a job stops over me, I would literally stop showing up. But that's before I had to pay rent. Like, I would literally be like, <laughs> all right, me. y'all. That I'll see y'all college, tomorrow. Girl. Right. Girl. <laughs> what schedule? Real ratchet. Like, fresh in Chicago. Like, I just did not care. <laughs> right. If a place I was does like, not serve me. I am not a part of it. Girl, I was like, all right, y'all, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Where's your Mina? <laughs> that was, if you literally feel like you can't hang on, I would suggest just walking out. Like, honestly, what can they do? True. If you ask for a recommendation, that. they legally can't say bad things about you. So, true. If you feel like you can't hold on, just leave or try to get fired so you can collect that unemployment, girl. <laughs> like, keeping it. Honey, I'm just saying, I unemployment checks are litty. They're weekly. They could pay rent. And yes, in terms of working for yourself or being like uh, creative or doing creative content or being an artist in general, my one P like girl, this book changed my whole life. Um, it was the You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Oh, okay. Girl. That's Dion's book, too. But mine Girl. is the other one. It's the yellow one. No, I read awesome that person. one, too. It's almost the same book, except this one talks I about figured, money. I figured. I figured. It's literally. She's amazing, though. I love her. Girl. Love her writing. I, it's really like, they, like sometimes you got to be like, okay, like. Black women wouldn't be able to do that, but like, okay, true. like I see you, sis. <laughs> true, it's true, like, true. You know oh, you're what? the first person who's told me that, so thank you for the heads up before I read the book. No, it's like, it's an amazing book, but me and my, like, my black mom, the way that she is, she'd be like, yeah, I almost didn't buy it because a white woman wrote it, but I think you need it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it is awesome. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the thing that she wrote in the book that, like, really, like, blew my wig back was. I'm done. Pros- like, um, poverty is not noble. Like, you are not, like, you can't put yourself on a pedestal just because you're poor and, like, you think that that makes your art more real or, like, whatever. So that's the thing I've been trying to tell myself mm. when, like, I'm working, like, and I know, like, I want to make money for what I do. Like, I don't see, like, I need to stop seeing the issue with trying to make money. Yeah. So... The thing I would tell, like, especially women who are, like, artists or creators or content creators is, girl, poverty is not noble, and you need to get paid, and you need to start determining what your worth is. Yeah. And for me, minimum, my worth, like, the least amount that I can get paid for a project is my rent. Like, because then I know, like, if you pay me late, the next month I get it, at least I'll be able to pay my rent. That's yeah. the least amount that I can be paid. So just determining what your worth is and remembering, like, poverty is not noble. It doesn't make you better than the next person yep. who's making money and is able to live their best life. Because the thing, another thing that she says is, like, if you're not making money and you know that you're a good person and you can help donate to organizations that you like and you can do things and live your best life and you're not stressed out and then you don't have to add all this extra trauma onto yourself like Mm -hmm. oh how am I going to pay my bills and if you get sick how am I going to get health insurance so having money is not a bad thing wealth is not a bad thing it's just your intentions with the money 
like that can determine whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. but if you're not making money then the bad people are making money and they're using the money to do not so great things exactly so that's my we have a whole podcast episode on financial wellness coming right up so you just helped us thread right into that right you know because we really need it especially women black people and if you combine the two black women because we don't ask for what we deserve ever like, we yeah. always lowball ourselves. Like, well, yeah. maybe I can get this much, and maybe, like, no, give me this because I know I can do this. Right. Bloop. And, Girl, and then if you can't, I'm going to take language, my, yes. my energy elsewhere. Exactly. I've been practicing right. that for the past few months, and it's been amazing. And it feels like, amazing. Right. And if they tell you they don't have a budget, your they response lying. is no, <laughs> the response is, well, sorry, I can't bring this project two-year vision without being confident like oh sorry well like properly coined exactly i can't do this project unless i'm compensated properly because if you're not being paid what you're worth girl first of all the energy going into the project you're going to be like the whole time why am i disgruntled you're disgruntled already so you're not even going to like work to create the best project exactly. you're literally just gonna work to get it done mm-hmm. you're like okay well they're not paying me anyway so i'm yep. not even gonna try and then you might burn a bridge and not to mention we need to be thinking about the collective at all times and so whenever you say yes to something that is either not paying you or is paying you too little that means that it's gonna set the, more of that the standard. standard for all of us so exactly Ooh, we need to have a whole conversation about this um, we, I feel like how, we talked about 15,000 topics today that's, that's great that's what okay. we always do <laughs> um, how can everyone stay in touch with you Miss Yamina so you can follow me on Instagram which is probably my biggest platform um, at spicy like the taste and dot mayo like I was gonna say something like mayo, just like the spread on the sandwich, you know. Mm-hmm. So add spicy mayo, and you can follow me on my blog at www.spicymayo.us because somebody stole my handle and had to change it. Wow! <laughs> right, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it that I know of. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Thanks that's so it. much, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I just like let a whole load off my chest, and now people about to be snatching my wig back. <laughs> we will I'm be excited. here doing it with you all twenty seventh or twenty eighteen New Year. Right. I'm like, I'm still shook. Like, my God, I'm about to be thirty in four years. Like, what is happening? Girl, me and you both. Okay, mine is like three. But time still. is going by too fast. It Welcome is to your Saturn returns. Y'all are about to go <laughs> through gosh. the most transformative time That's of your whole literally life. been my, my word for the I year. I feel like you already are with that bomb hair color. Thanks, like, I'm, I'm literally thinking about stealing it. I'm not sure. Because I was planning it, and then I saw you have it, and I was like, maybe I should hold off. No, girl, we can changes. both be popping with this red hair. This, it's I'm like, girl, let's it's do it. everything. Everything. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, to stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandgnome.com. Follow us on Instagram, say hello to us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at Black Girl and Gnome. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but don't have a place to share them. 
Post Loudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices in audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating Post Loudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy. Thank you.